we're all protecting you. We have we all have protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I was I so mad. Don't ever breathe. Don't breathe. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada. I'm here with my co-host, Armin. Armin, what's up? Nothing much, Eddie. How are you? Doing good. I know summer here right now is fast approaching because my allergies right now are freaking the freak out. <laughs> Me too. Over here rubbing my eyes out, getting all, ugh, looks like I've been crying. Um, and not just because of all the awkward situations we were put through this episode. Um, we are here to talk about Summer House, which is probably the hottest show on Bravo right now. If I, um, It's up there with Mexican dynasties. As You know I stand for Roni. I know, but Roni is an old favorite. But like, I don't think anything's like, to be honest, like nothing's was really happening in Roni. I feel like the second half is really going to pick up because... As we can see, there's a lot of drama about to unfold, but Summer House has consistently been delivering it since the beginning this season. Vanderpump you can't deny Rules, that. Vanderpump Rules, we've even talked about, has been kind of slow. We were like, oh, wait, it's the finale? What happened? And, I mean, Beverly Hills is, you know, Beverly Hills. <laughs> I enjoy it, but I'm over Puppy It's Kate. polarizing. It's polarizing, That's to say for the sure. Least. Um, but, no, Summer House has been incredible, and it's been turning it out each week. This week was no different. We had some major things go down. We yes. saw the preview for the next episode, which I'm already a nervous wreck about. We saw a clip on Watch What Happens Live, which we'll yeah. talk about. And it gives you just enough where you're stressing, but it doesn't give you enough um, so that you know the whole story. Exactly. It's they, that sweet spot. They know how to tease you. They really do. They've, they've got the teasing down to a T. And if y'all haven't seen it, it's basically Kyle telling Amanda about what happened in April. But of course, you don't get the full story. We it, never It cuts do. off right when it's about to get juicy. I'm really excited to see how this plays out. Like, not excited because I know it's going to turn out <laughs> good. Like, we know they're still engaged. Like, life's happening. Um, but It's all happening. It's all happening. But before we get into the podcast... Let's make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. If you guys want to follow along with us while we live tweet each week, um, you guys can search us by looking up Hot and Bravo on Instagram and Twitter. That's H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. We had a lot of fun tonight. Yes. Live, follow Eddie live at Eddie underscore Estrada. Eddie does a great live tweet i try I, it's, I try sometimes but i don't think i'm great there's some people who are so much better including the cast they're super receptive super fun um and don't sell was, yourself short i always do you also have a great instagram thanks i haven't been posting as much but <laughs> um but let's get into the episode everyone is going out to dinner yeah they're doing their nights out Lindsay had an amazing fanny pack on the beer belly fanny pack so my mom almost got me these, this like one of these fanny packs for Christmas. And I was like, no, I'll never wear it. I'll never do it. Like, this is so stupid. Now I'm like, okay, I could rock one. You if Lindsay could do it. it, I could do it. You could totally do it. So mom, when you're listening, because I know she does. Now you're full of regret. I'm full of regret. I could have been rocking this. I could have had an Instagram photo before any of this happened. Like You and L Hubs could have twinned it up. Twinsies. I would have done it. I would have rocked it with her. I know she was at Stagecoach's last weekend, and I've never done Stagecoach. I've only done Coachella. Jackson and Brittany were also at Coachella, or Stagecoach. 
Um, but I would have worn that Vanny pack. I feel like it's very stagecoach, like the little beer belly, little yeah. cu- little country. <laughs> a little bit. I'm a little That's bit. so offensive. I'm a little bit of that yeehaw bitch. How is that offensive? <laughs> because you are saying that people who listen to country have beer bellies. There's songs about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Eddie. I'm just saying. I There's people who listen to EDM that have beer bellies too. There's also people that EDM listen to EDM that have meth teeth. It's not a generalization <laughs> on all the people. I'm just saying. It would have been it would have been a cute look. It's just a classic stereotype. That's all it, it is. is. Okay. Stop. Okay. Well, let's go into a more awkward situation than this. So at dinner, everyone kind of pairs off to go do their own thing. And Danielle and Jordan are left together sitting awkwardly on the couch honestly a perfect pairing for us viewers but the most awkward pairing for the group i mean it wasn't even great for us i felt like i was feeling the tension but we got a great moment out of it we did get a great moment um we had danielle and jordan talking about whether or not he's actually ever had sex i just want to say for the record right now i'm finding this conversation very annoying i'm over it because it's once again putting this idea that a man's masculinity or worth of self is based on this, their sexual prowess. Yeah, there's exactly like how many, how many chicks can you bag and whether or not like that happens, like it's not, it's no one's business except for Jordan's himself. And I think it's also a very, this is going to jump ahead a little bit, but when Kyle asked him about him and about sleeping with people and it's been a long time and he says, Oh, sometimes you just have to, like have sex with a hooker because he hadn't had sex since May and it's been three months. I'm like, okay, that's insane. Literally, no, he said that because Jordan said that he was going to bring one home. No, he said, he said, I could have brought the hooker home, but I right. didn't. And, and Kyle says, well, sometimes you got to have sex with a hooker. Same. It, but only in response. He wasn't going to say that out of thin air is my point. He no. said that in response to Jordan. But I'm saying regardless whether it was a response or not, that's insane. And I just want to say the only other person I knew from Vermont had this, that I've known from Vermont has had the same exact mindset where it was like, if I'm not having sex every single week, something's wrong with me. Like that's insane. At least then Danielle's mentality is not in this kind of framework. No, because she even said she doesn't care if he is a virgin, but if he's lying, then how do we get to know the real Jordan? I don't I don't think he's lying. I definitely I think he maybe inflated a couple of the other things like making out with a bunch of girls or stuff like that in the house because he's with a bunch of like, you know, hyper masculine men that are known for how many chicks they've bagged in the house, cheating on their girlfriends, all this stuff. So he's trying to fit in. He's trying to seem cool. And he thinks that key into this world is like, oh yeah, dude, I made out with three chicks. Like they were all over me. Like I'm a ladies man. And he tried to be that person and he's realizing that's not working. And now it's come back to bite him in the ass because now everything that he says is, is this a lie? And not because he was exaggerating this before. He's literally become the boy who cried sex. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one, Eddie. Um, I completely agree. And I'm empathetic to the fact that Jordan does feel pressure from the rest of the house to live up to a certain kind of persona. Um, but I think it's pretty obvious that lying about who you are to try to fit in, it just doesn't work. It's an old trope. It's very cliche, right? I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here, but yet another example of 
lying and misrepresenting yourself not working. People see through it. Just like everyone could see through Raven Simone's costumes and antics on That's a Raven, we see through the lies. Just yeah. be yourself. Be true to yourself. Yeah. It's like the, that's like the moral of every story. We'll love you, Jordan, no matter what. And honestly, I don't even think, one, I don't think he's a virgin, and two, I don't think he's gay. And I think both of those things, both of these storylines are tired and old, and I'm like, over it. I'm completely over it. It's reminding me a lot of yeah. last season when But Steven- Eddie, he's igniting all of these rumors by definitely not being truthful. Yeah. That's what we know. They, they're all feeling it, and they're there. True. And through the TV, I feel it too. I'm like, something's not connecting. And also, he can't get his story straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's always inconsistencies, or they're very vague. They lack a lot of detail. I don't know. Something's just not sitting right. And later in the episode, I forget who asks Carl to ask uh, Jordan when is the last time he had sex. But Carl responded, I'm not going to do that because he's just going to lie to me. You don't say that ju- from one story. I think they can sense the fact that he's Something always bad. exaggerating or he's he's always um, getting the details wrong or not giving you the details. It's not just one story. Something's They're living up. with the guy. Yeah, something's up. Yeah. Okay, I get what you're saying. But I mean... But I feel him. I, I, I am bad. empathetic because he is clearly feeling the peer pressure. I mean, but like even Danielle grilling him like, well, how many times did you have sex? When was last time? You know, like all those things. It's like... You know, sometimes you can't think of that on the top of that. And he's like, I lost count. Like, that's because he doesn't want to have to sit through and be like, okay. Because honestly, I feel like him, like most like straight guys in New York, this is another generalization, you know, have a list longer than five. But this was also... Maybe longer than 10. But this was also in response to the fact that he was telling uh, the rest of the house that Danielle isn't the kind of girl you bring home to your mom. So she's upset about that. I mean... Regardless whether or not he tells the truth eventually, like I feel like everyone's still going to have this hanging over his head. Oh, yeah. Once you've burnt it this deep, it's going to be tough. But like you said, the I also want to say, yeah, I'm jumping ahead to Kyle because we won't talk about this again. I don't want to bring up this Jordan storyline again. I, I still am just kind of annoyed and shocked that, I mean, I'm not shocked Kyle said it because now we've come to know him as this kind of this player. But you know. If you're listening, people, you don't need to have sex with a hooker if you haven't had sex in three months. I feel like he was just riffing off what Jordan said, though. I feel like he doesn't really think that. He was just trying to, like, bond with him. And if he said that, then I think he just said that. Like, heat of the moment. I don't think I would would even joke about that. That wouldn't even come to mind. Maybe you wouldn't, but he kind of speaks off the cuff. I don't know. I guess I just have morals. (laughs) And Kyle's just immoral. I guess so. Maybe so. Well, maybe so. If Lindsay's rumors are true. But moving forward. Um, the girls had a fun time at that party. They did because they went around and they were um, getting numbers, seeing who could get the most numbers. Of course, Amanda wins. But you were saying like, oh, well, you know, if you just go up and ask for someone's number, you're going to get someone's number. That's not the case. I don't give everyone my number. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> no, but if you have a little conversation with them. No. I'm like, I would give someone oh, my... Oh, you have, you have trouble would, getting people's numbers? Uh, no, I would give... I can't relate. I would give someone my Instagram before giving them my number. Really? Yes. I feel like numbers are very personal to me. I don't ask for people's numbers. I'd much rather be like, oh, wait, can I get your Instagram or like your Twitter before I would 
ask for their phone number because I'm not going to be straight up texting person like, hey, what's up? I'll like a couple of their photos. Maybe shoot them a DM. You, you know? know, I'm not a big Instagram guy. I'm trying to get into Instagram. So my my first instinct wouldn't be to give Instagram. I just don't even think with that mentality, to be honest. You're behind so I times. would give my number before I ever gave my Instagram handle. Well, I mean. I mean, if they want to get my Instagram handle, they could just listen to this podcast. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I give that out. I see. But I, I just I just don't give out numbers. So, I mean, kudos to her. Yeah. No. I am not surprised at all. I feel like Amanda does have game, even though I feel like it's not that hard. If you just, if you put effort into it, seven's not that crazy. I mean, it is it is a game. Like, you're not trying to text people or call them. So, I definitely probably would be strategic about it. Exactly. I would go, I would go for the easy targets first. Yeah, snap up all those numbers and then work my way up the tier. Yeah, I feel um, like if you were just trying to get numbers, Eddie, you could you could get a dozen. Yeah, easily in a couple hours. But you know, I'm not trying to give or get numbers. I'm catching flights, not feelings. <laughs> of beer, that is mimosa flights. So you'd be more like Hannah, zero numbers. Yeah, I'd be like when they were like, "Oh, I live near Brooklyn." I'd be like, mm. <laughs> "It's like you just need to get their numbers." I don't, I don't, need, I don't need your number anymore. I'm good. <laughs> Even though I don't even know like any New York skyline or like not skyline New York like areas like boroughs. Here's the difference: Amanda didn't care what happened with the guy. Obviously, yeah. Hannah and Paige were looking for conversions. They were looking for the True. number that could then maybe propel into something that's true yeah like i wouldn't i wouldn't take a number from someone from encino that i was Ah! trying to date (laughs) that's where the studio is but but that's that's only because like i'm in redondo beach and people i feel like i feel like people would like have the same reaction to me like redondo beach like but bitch it's not that far it only (laughs) took me 30 minutes to get downtown to ben king's house Ooh. so so maybe downtown is more your downtown east la hit me up you can come down to the beach DM Eddie your number now. Uh, no, I want your Instagram handle. I'm <laughs> well, not, if they DM you. I'm not ready for now. <laughs> if someone DM'd you their Instagram handle, I hope you wouldn't take it further than that because that's about the dumbest move you could do. I mean, you know, shoot your shot. However you want to do it. I'm open. <laughs> but you see the handle. No, I mean like when if you receive it, like the DM. on Twitter. If they do it on Twitter, okay, that makes Instagram sense. handle. Yeah, but you have to be friends to DM on Twitter, right? Don't you have to be friends? Oh, uh, maybe no. No, I feel like they pop. We're following. It's not friends. Following. I think you have to follow the person. I sound so old. <laughs> you you sound ancient. I only give numbers. I'm just getting into Instagram. I don't give people. But they, if you send the handle, it's already there. Come on, Dad. Speaking uh, of dads, let's my dad popped out again. <laughs> let's talk about Hannah and her dad before we get into the oh yeah the back end of what we're yes. going to talk about. So Hannah, if you didn't know, plays tennis. Um, and has played tennis her whole life. But it was a really cute moment between her and her father talking about how, you know, she always felt like she had to perform, she had to be on her best, or she wouldn't receive the love from her parents. And I feel like that's, like, a very common thing for, I think, anyone. It's like you feel like you have to perform for your certain thing. You have to be this person. You have to, you know, win that game, make those grades, do that show, or you're not going to receive the love. But parents love unconditionally, as we saw with Hannah and her father. Like, even though they didn't always see eye to eye, or sometimes he was really hard on her, yeah. the love was there, and it's always going to be there. So that was a really sweet moment. That was an emotional scene. It was. It got me a little teary-eyed. I didn't cry. Like, the dad, are you going to cry? And he's like, ha-ha, nope. nope. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. But, yeah. Yeah, I loved that scene. And... 
I love the moment when Hannah's dad was talking about how their dynamic was a little bit harder to navigate because he was not only her father but her coach yeah and as her coach he had to be harder on her because he was trying to better her and hannah talked about how her dad had this amazing belief in her believing that she could be anybody but because of that belief he drove her really hard yeah and then she was saying how that kind of impacts her relationships with men now yeah it was a really poignant scene so you love to get those kind of moments sprinkled in amidst all the fun and the cheating and whatnot. Yeah, it's good to have it's a little these different speed, moments. you know. Yeah, and it's nice because, like we said before, the people on Summer House, the kids on Summer House, are a lot more connected to their families, it seems, than those on Vanderpump Rules. Like their relationships with their families are a lot stronger, um, and we see them a lot more. Like we see Kyle's parents a bunch. We see Hannah's family in a bunch of scenes. We've seen. Uh, Carl's mom, we've seen Amanda's parents. Like, you see their families more so than you do Vanderpump Rules. I feel like when you get a Vanderpump Rules parent in, it's <laughs> some kind of drama, which is a complete contrast to Summer House where you see these really supportive, right? Um, more normal families. Then, you know, I'm just thinking of Dana. Dana is a mess, but that's why we love Dana. That's why, we, like, like <laughs> Bo said, you know what? Maybe we won't be like our parents. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's an interesting observation. I hadn't thought about that. And also, I think... I notice. Because they're all in New York and from the East Coast. So even if Kyle's parents are from Vermont, it's pretty close to New York City anyway. True, yeah. Whereas the Vanderpump Rules kids are all transplants, other than Sheena, right? That is true. So they're able their to all see their parents are farther family, away. Yeah, yeah exactly. The Just New like York- a lot of models and actors trying to make it in LA, a lot of them are not from LA. They are transplants. Stassi's from New Orleans. Jax is from Michigan, I want to say. Yeah, he's from right? Michigan Tom and Florida. Tom from Florida. And Kristen's from Detroit. We have the two Utah residents in Katie and Lala. They're both from Salt Lake City. You also have... Um, Sonoma Raquel. Sonoma Raquel from Sonoma. North, I don't think she's from Sonoma. I, know. Though. <laughs> I, was just, I was going with the bit. I thought we were going to do a I bit. I feel like she, I feel like she's from the LA area because I feel like one of my friends said they used to dance with her or something like that. Thousand Oaks. Thousand she's from, Oaks. She's from yes. Thousand Oaks. Because they used, I just to, remember that. they used to dance with her and they said, you think she's crazy, like not that smart on the show? Just wait till you meet her in person. I mean, my sister took classes with her and. I mean, my sister couldn't think twice about her. My sister didn't care. My sister was going hard for her degree. Just like Sonoma Raquel. And they got the same degree, no? Yeah. My sister's a little younger, though. <laughs> um, anyway, back to, back to Summer House. Back to Summer House. We don't need to drag on Vanderpump Rules here, even though her dress was disgusting at the reunion. <laughs> um, I, speaking of reunions, I said yes. on Twitter, I nominate Chrissy Teigen to be the guest bartender at the reunion. For Summer House, because they do do it in the clubhouse, um, Andy's Watch What Happened Live clubhouse, and they the bar is still there. And like, Chrissy Teigen is a new fan. She's a super fan. She's watching it all the time. Uh, recently, she posted a video somewhere, and someone commented, like, that's not Vanderpump Rules in the background. What are you watching? And she was like, Summer House. I think Chrissy Teigen is the second biggest fan of Summer House in the world. Who, me being the first? I get it. You always say this. <laughs> no, you're not the first. Andy Cohen's the first. Oh, obviously. You're third. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Of course, honestly, you're the first. I think I'm a bigger fan than Andy Cohen. I think Andy Cohen's kind of like, oh wow, I wasn't expecting. You are all easily of this. the number one fan of Summer House. 
that's weird because I don't want to be like like weird. Like I just enjoy it. You're weird. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I hear number one fan, all I think about is like Selena, and like I go back to that image of like Gomez. No. Oh right, like the Selena. OG Selena yes, who was yes. killed. By her former nanny and number one number one fan. fan. She ran her But like that's why that's why I never want to be number one fan. Because I just that's in my mind. Number one fans are batshit crazy and psycho and You're I'm just, afraid of being a fanatic. Yeah, but I'm not. You want to keep think it I, at fan. I don't think I am a fanatic. You don't want to add the addict. Over anything. Maybe like what am I a fanatic over? Nothing. That's kind of sad though. No, because I enjoy things without enjoying it to an obsessive level. You don't have passion? Okay, maybe I'm a fanatic about myself. <laughs> I've got That's pa- actually true. I've That's got, actually very true. I've got passion Which is on me. brand. <laughs> EE loves EE. You know me. <laughs> All about me. Okay. You know I have my passions, and I wear them on my sleeve, literally. Basketball. Often. Yeah, Lakers. Always, always rocking the Lakers. That's my number one passion. Okay. Number two passion is Roni. Well, <laughs> it seems like Kyle may have had a number two passion or a number three passion. Ooh. Because rumors, That was a segue. Thank you. Um, rumors come out about Kyle from Lindsay. So Lindsay, as we heard last episode, heard from one of her friends that in April of this year, after the original cheating scandal happened between... Kyle and the random girl which happened the summer before I think in August yeah then April which is very close to June July where they are celebrating summer house right now because if you forgot they just had their Christmas and July party so this is like three months ago yeah Kyle was evidently out on the town making out with a girl all night in front of everyone you don't believe this. I did not. I was like, this is, they must have been a lookalike. Someone's starting drama. I think Lindsay's just going to talk to Kyle. Kyle's going to shoot it down and be like, no, this never happened. Trust me. And Lindsay would believe him because it was true. And everyone would move on and they'd be happy. Because we see Amanda and Kyle together on Instagram engaged. We see right. them moved in together. We see them in this relationship. But... Kyle and Amanda wouldn't be the first Bravo couple to withstand a cheating rumor and proceed with their engagement. They wouldn't. We have Schwartz and Katie. We have um, Jackson, Brittany. Luann and Tom D'Agostino. God, we have everyone. We have a lot. They they wouldn't even be amongst the first three couples to do it. I mean... We've already named three. And honestly, at the end of the day... Sometimes you learn from your mistakes and move on. Yeah. And I, I truly... But we'll get there because at this point, we haven't at, gone yeah. to reveal. At this point, we have no idea. And I'm saying it didn't happen. Armin is like... Mm. Oh, I'm pretty sure it happened. Armin's like, I'm pretty sure this happened. And based on the preview, it looks like it did happen. But clearly, Amanda took it well. <laughs> well <let's, laughs> as well as you can. Well, let's get into it um, because... Lindsay was afraid to tell Kyle. She is, but I like the way she's doing it. She's like, I don't want to tell Amanda. I wouldn't want to hear this from anyone else except for the person. Right. Which I think is a very mature decision. And she regards Kyle as a brother to her. So I understand where this is coming from, where it's like, I just want to talk one-on-one and be like, yo, I hear these things. Don't know if they're true. 
but just want you to get in front of it in case it has any repercussions. By the way, in stark contrast to Vanderpump Rules. Where it's like, let's <laughs> let's just start shit and get people fighting. Jax told Katie, or like everyone told Katie about Schwartz. And when Brittany found out about Jax, she found out at a party, the masquerade party. Mm-hmm. And it was because it was just in the air. I, I don't know. I think like eight people screamed at her at once. They're like, <laughs> Jax and Faith. Jax had to walk in on the firestorm. Also, never forget that our insider at Sir told us that happened right a year before it aired. You tweeted I'd, about it without giving away the details. I think you used I some said, sort of code. I said, I think Jax put too much faith in his relationship with... I think Jay put too much faith in his relationship with I want to give you a high B. five right now. That was so good. Right? But I did not know about these rumors. <laughs> um, no, but, you didn't. But Lindsay, like any person, needs to just get it off her chest with one person before she... Right. Which I completely get because I would have done the same thing. So she tells Danielle the moment she brings Danielle in on the information that she has. I'm like, Danielle's going to spoil this. Danielle is going to let it slip. She's going to have too much tequila and let it go. And I'm right. She can't hold it any longer at this party. They're at the Monte Carlo party that they took these amazing Lamborghinis to for Kyle's birthday. And shout out to Amanda being a great girlfriend. Exactly. Amazing girlfriend. Amanda, all the props. Kyle, do better, please. Uh, but she tells Paige, which is like, why would you tell the person's best friend? Like, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. And I mean, it all does come back to Lindsay because, like, if you really didn't want anyone to know, you shouldn't have told anyone. But if Danielle is as close as Lindsay says they are and as Danielle says they are, you keep that secret for your homie. That's not Danielle's place to say, like, at all. And, like, even if you feel guilty, like, Bitch, don't be guilty then. I know who I can tell things to and who I can't tell things to. And I could have snitched from the start that Danielle's somebody you don't tell things to. She's too nice of a girl. I don't even know how she let it slip. It kind of came out of nowhere. And I'm like, Danielle, you barely know Paige. They I mean, just met this summer. Exactly. Like, what? Why are you betraying Lindsay? Exactly. Makes Lindsay no and Amanda. You've been friends with both of them for much longer. You don't need this to get back to Amanda through Paige. I don't know. I only tell people secrets if I want to start shit. I don't. <laughs> I don't do it because I feel guilty. Are you sh- are you strategic with your secrets? I am. Like you weaponize uh, them. Who doesn't? <laughs> I don't. You give me a secret, it's in the vault. I mean, it's in the vault. It's it's all situational. I'll only tell people about a secret if they have zero connection with that person to the point at which they're like, I don't even know that person. I may not even give names. I'll do that sometimes if I need to just get something off my chest. Right. Um, But sometimes I will tell a certain person a certain something and be like, you didn't hear it from me. (laughs) Just to stir the pot. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, oh, I feel so guilty that I know this, that I just need to tell someone. No. If someone told me something, they're telling me because they want me to keep it a secret or they want me to use it for some (laughs) kind of tactic. (laughs) So, you know, you got to read the room. The games we play. The games I play. The Games of Thrones. Okay. This that was is terrible. It. Okay. Sorry, guys. Um, But I, I don't know. Paige is freaking out. I mean, she's already freaking out because she got stood up at this party, which 
broke my heart, but I did love seeing Carl 3.0 swoop in, be very confident in telling her what he wants in his relationship, what he's looking for. She was able to communicate effectively back. I think this is what they needed to be adults and sit down and talk and be like, yo, this is how I feel. This is how you feel. This is how we feel. Let's move on. They had a moment. It was a great moment. And I have the same love language, I think, as Paige. I want her to take the test, but my language of love is words of affirmation. So you need to tell me that you love me constantly. And she's the same way. She's like, I just want you to compliment me all the time. Like, I need it. You haven't given me any compliments. Where are the compliments? I need need a compliment every once in a while. She's like, you haven't complimented my dress 87 times like you usually do. She's like, and I miss it. And I miss it. Yeah, they had a, a nice little moment there. And honestly, if Carl screws this up, he's hopeless. She is giving him all the chances in the world. Even after last week, in which she once again laid out that blueprint and told him, Carl, this is exactly what you need to do. Please do it. I'm giving you another chance. After already giving Mm -hmm. him a chance. And he said, I won't screw it up this time. He ignored her all week once again. But... I am empathetic to the fact that Carl does have a lot going on in his life. Mm -hmm. Um, However, Paige has given you a third shot here. Three strikes, you're out. So, he better not screw it up. I mean, my thing is that they are together. I think they are together and they're keeping it off of social media because we were talking about the second screen spoiler where we have our social media as like a second screen. So we kind of know the outcome to a lot of these situations. Fascinating. I think they're both smarter than the game or at least pages. And I feel like they might be either in the early stages of a relationship or kind of playing or full blown exclusive. And we just don't know because they don't post about it. That'd be interesting. Well, we saw in the preview that, Things will go well, at least for one more week. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, but that was kind of everything, I think, this episode. We're going to see yep. the Kyle and Amanda situation play out. We already saw a clip on Watch What Happens Live where he basically is like, around April, I was still being selfish and going out. And Amanda doesn't say a word to him. She just gets out of the pool and walks away. I think she needs a moment. I think they're both going to need a moment. I think it will be very interesting to see this conversation and how it plays out and how he gets himself out of this one. But I'm rooting for the best. And I'm rooting for the best for Carl and Paige on the, and on the restart. D- British Dave. Danielle and Max. And Danielle and Max. Dan- uh, Danielle and Hannah and their British boys. Yes. And Lindsay. And I, she's not with Payment anymore. She's with this other guy. Right. So I want to see if he makes an appearance. And then everyone's coupled up except for Jordan. But, I mean, he could call that hooker again. I bet Kyle still has her number. Um, And that's it for this week of Summer House. If you guys want to make sure you don't miss a single episode, make sure you guys are following us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can everyone find you? At Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. But if you want to slide into Eddie's DMs. It's at Eddie underscore Estrada. We'll see you next time.